freedom in our journey. And, and guys, I want to, I wanna, especially, especially men or anybody actually, uh, I want to let you know that it's not one of those, uh, our small groups are, are not a place where in the first five minutes you bear your deepest, darkest soul and uh, secrets and all your dirty laundry. It's not like that at all. It's a place to find community and do life together. Maybe you're into one thing that you'll notice is coming up as well as you'll see there's actually a nice motorbike out there as well. So there's a motorbike group starting if you're into bikes. There's a car group starting if you're into cars. Uh, so you can sign up afterwards. That would be so, so good. So fantastic. It's so good to see everybody this morning. It's, um, I know it's a long weekend and I wanted to, to make note of also of all our, our Anzac uh, people uh, remembering today, this is a big day in the life of our country, and and uh, so just uh, uh, just paying our respects to all of those family members and, and granddads and great uncles and things who who went uh, to fight for our freedom all those years ago. So so thank you. If that's a, a if you've got uh, loved ones or lost ones through those those wars over the years, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that uh, your family members did for us. So. Hey, well, if you are here for the very first time today, it's such an honour to have you with us. And, and church family, come on, Elam, can we give another big round of applause to all our guests today? It's so good to have you with us this morning. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, well, we're, um, we're in part three of our series called Chasing Shadows today. And, uh, and, and it's been a great series where we've been looking at some of the Old Testament books uh, of the Bible. There's 66 books of the Bible, and it's split in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we're, and we're, and we're looking back at the Old Testament just to see, uh, see how Jesus is revealed or the coming King revealed uh, in the Old Testament. And, and, and it's been a great, great series. Last week, if you, uh, we, we had an interesting time last week. If you, uh, if you weren't here, uh, the power went out about two minutes before the service started. So, so we had church outside in the the car park, which was just amazing, actually. It was fan, fantastic. But, but today, hopefully, the power stays on for the whole time, uh, and we'll be all good to go. It'll be fantastic. But, so today, we're going to be looking at the book of Daniel. Uh, the Word of God uh, uh, is amazing stories, and uh, this really blew me up here for me, Aaron, this morning. Eh? It feels like it's uh, really, really loud. Uh, but the, this morning, we are, we're looking at, at the book of Daniel, and, and the whole book of Daniel, the overarching theme of Daniel, that's awesome, is simply this, uh, is that the Most High God is sovereign over all kingdoms of earth. So it's in my simple language, as I put the, as I kind of summarize the book of Daniel in, in my language, it's like this, is there is no one or no thing that's higher than or greater or better or, or even, even greater than my God. There's no one, there's no thing, there's no, no anything on this planet or above this planet or anywhere else in all of the universe that is bigger or greater or stronger than my God. He is the sovereign God over all. Uh, see, see, and that can affect us on how we live our lives, how we can stand strong day to day with what we face in this ungodly, like an ungodly culture. How do we live? What, what do you believe? And what, how does that affect you no matter what goes on in your world and in your life? Daniel's a great book, and we're going to really quickly uh, dig into it this morning. But come on, let's pray right now. Father God, we, I thank you for your, your love and your mercy, your grace towards us. And Father, I thank you for these incredible people here today. Lord, would you speak to us? Would you, would you speak to us individually and together as families, Lord God, and, and as a church? Lord, we, we honor you today. Lord, give us ears to hear what you're saying to us. Lord, download everything you need to download to us today, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 
Fantastic. I, I just wanted to say, I thought, wasn't the worship team incredible this morning? Didn't that just go off? Can we give them a big round of applause? They were absolutely amazing this morning. So good. Always. They, they come pretty early, like 7.30, um, just after 7, to here to serve us all day till after lunchtime. Okay, Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. It says this. We've got a bit of scripture to read this morning. So, so if you've got a smartphone, you can download out the Elam Christian Center app where all the notes will be as well. That's elamchristiancenter.nz, um, and you'll be able to download that and get everything you need to know there. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. It says this. It says, During the third year of King Jehoiakim's reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar, he's a key figure today, of Babylon come to Jerusalem and besieged it. The Lord gave him victory over King Jehoiakim of Judah and permitted him to take some of the sacred objects from the temple of God. So Nebuchadnezzar took them back to the land of Babylon and he placed them in the treasure house of his God, small g. Then the king ordered Aspenaz, these are cool names, his chief of staff to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Select only strong, healthy, good-looking young men, he said. Make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. They were to be trained for three years, and then they would return to the royal service. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four of the young men chosen, all from the tribe of Judah. I want to encourage you to, to maybe this week to have a look at the book of Daniel as well, and you can uh, unpack it even some more. We're going to really look at it pretty quickly this morning. But, but see, sometimes it's hard to stand strong against the current, uh, the current of popular beliefs and thinking. I can remember when I was, when I was at school, I, I used to love camps and uh, we used to live uh, around Nelson and Marlborough at that time and we would have some amazing uh, tramping uh, trips for school up around the Golden Bay and, and there was this one time I can remember where we were needing to cross a river uh, and, and when you looked at the river I thought I could probably get through myself but the st- current was pretty strong and the rocks were pretty slippery. Uh, and the teacher said this amazing thing, which makes sense afterwards, is that, is that three or four of us could get together, link arms, and walk through the river uh, together. That would be a whole lot stronger. We would be a whole lot stronger together to get through the current and the slippery stones. We would make it safely across together. But if you tried to do it by yourself, you would have all sorts of trouble. You might not even make it. So stand, he, he, he taught us that when we stand together, we can stand against strong currents if we stand together. See, I, I think you're the same as me. And, and, and it, in those times when it feels like in our world, there are so many things that actually are against us. And it can be so hard to stand strong uh, in these times. See, we can feel like we're all alone. We're, we're, we're trying to do it all, our, all ourselves, And we can feel bombarded by media. I don't know about you, but just uh, the, the media and all sorts of stuff that's bombarding you with agendas and, and different ways of thinking. It's, it's hard at times to stand strong. It's hard to stand strong in the face of opposition when you don't agree with things that are, that are being are put upon you. We, we can all feel at times that we, that we want to stand up, that we want to be strong in our faith. That seems to be completely opposite to the popular worldview of a secular society. 
And and Daniel is is faced with this kind of scenario. The book of Daniel is a fascinating story. It's like a transcript of a king uh, who takes over a city. It carries some of the valuable things and some selected people uh, back to be retrained and, and almost and submersed in a totally different culture so he could influence them in, a, in the way of his thinking that was different to theirs. See, Daniel and his friends, they, they, they're just young people and, and, and they've been trained for the king's service. They've been fed the food, uh, you know, the best food in the whole land from the king's table, which they discover is not the best for them. <laughs> they are educated and they even have their names changed uh, that better suit the current dominant culture. See, even down to their spirituality or to their faith. This Babylonian culture of the time was, was a culture that had many gods and, and, and many idols. It was a, it was a very a pagan society that was ruled by a king and, and, and who not only was just the, the political figure of a king, but he was a military uh, leader as, as, the, as the military uh, head honcho at that time as well. But also, he was like the religious figure as well. And he asserted his, his dominance and he, he, he demanded the loyalty of, of people who inhabited this kingdom. See, he inserted his, his rule his, by taking people from their own homeland. He, he changed their address. They beseeched the city and took Daniel and his friends there. That he changed their address. He, he took people from, from Judah and he relocated them. He separated them from their families and selecting those who he could influence with his own culture. The second thing that, they, that he did was he asserted his rule by changing their names. And, and names were important in this culture. Uh, they, uh, it identified their, their bloodlines, their, their, their purpose. The, the purposes were significant to the identity of the people. This Neb- King Nebuchadnezzar, he, he brought them from one place, from their homeland to another place. He changed their name as well. The third thing he did to assert his rule or his authority over them was he changed who and what they worshipped by demanding that they take notice and follow the gods of this new kingdom and its practices. See, the truth is, is, that, is that the world that we live in today is, and its culture attempts to assert its authority over us as well. It, it, it attempts to, uh, every day, every single day of, of the week, uh, our worldly culture tries to assert its authority, its power over us. It attempts to take a place in our lives that it was uh, like as the sovereign power, as the ruler over our lives. And, and the truth is, if you give it an inch, it will not stop there. It will take a mile. See, the culture of the world that we live in attempts to redefine who you are, what you can do, and what you can give your life to. The book of Daniel is an amazing picture. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 1, it reads this. King Nebuchadnezzar, he had a gold statue made, 90 feet high and 9 feet wide. That's a big statue. Uh, and, he, and he had it set up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. When all the officials gathered for the dedication and stood in front of the people, a herald announced in a loud voice, People of all nations, races, and languages, you will hear the sound of trumpets followed by the playing of a oboes, lyres, and zithers. That sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? A zither. Uh, and harps. And then all the other instruments will join in. As soon as the music starts, you are to bow down and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Anyone who does not bow down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. 
quite a law, isn't it? Quite, quite a something like, if, if you don't do it, this is what's going to happen. It's like the, and if you're not from this culture, if you don't want to be in this place, it doesn't matter. If you don't bow down and if you don't worship, if you don't, don't change your thinking, change your attitude, change your behavior, something bad is going to happen. So Daniel, Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego now, they, they, they choose. They choose to stand strong. They choose to trust God. They, they decided that God was the sovereign king. And they would obey him no matter what come their way. The truth is, when I, when I thought about this story, is that, uh, that, and, uh, and I kind of look at my own life and our own world we live in today, and, and I think, well, they could have so easily been offended, right? <laughs> All of these things that have been happening to them, and uh, they could have been offended so quickly. There, there was probably good reason they could be offended, and it's just like you and I at times, we can be so easily offended. And from what I notice in my own life and in our world, that we can be offended so quickly these days. Someone just looks, or someone says something, or we read something, and we can take offense so, so quickly. But, but these three young men, that they, they didn't. They chose to stand strong. The, the other thing that I, I thought, they could have been so easily hurt by what was happening, by the adversity and by the, the situation that they found them in. They, they, could have, they could have decided to, to try and quit, to try and walk away, to even run for the hills. But just like you and I sometimes, they, they, I would have understood it if they tried to escape and tried to get away. Like, like me and you, we, we want to do that sometimes in some situations. But, but these three young men, they didn't. They choose to trust God and to stand strong. They could have pretended to be someone else. Uh, like like when, when the music started playing and the, the king's command was, when they hear the music, they got to bow down. You know, they could have pretended to be someone else just so they could save their lives, but they chose not to. It's a bit like you and I sometimes. We can be one person on Sunday and a different person on Monday. It's gone quiet. <laughs> We can be one person in public and a total different person in private. These three young men, they chose not to. They chose to be who they are. They chose to stand strong no matter what. So, so how was it? How was it that they were able to stand so strong? Daniel 3 verse 16, it says this. For Shadrach, now these are their, their new names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. That's pretty bold before the king, isn't it? We do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from the power of your majesty. Verse 18, but even if he doesn't, we want you to know, O king, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set before us. How do we stand strong like that? How, how do we stand strong? How do you stand strong when you're offended? First thing is this, we, we, we live knowing that God is our defender. The three men said this before the, the king, almost like the, the power of the day. We do not need to defend ourselves. I think that's pretty bold. <laughs> but have, have you noticed how easily people, including ourselves, we have, how easily we get offended today? We get offended on Snapchat and TikTok and 
Instagram and all those other Facebook things, and we get offended by looks, by, by actions. I, I feel like our, our worldly culture at, the, at this time, it, it defaults to, to offense and being offended easily rather than thinking and listening. See, the three men had every right to be offended by what had happened to them, but they chose to stand strong. And God, who was with them, there was another in the fire. He was, like, he was the sovereign king. Exodus 15, verse 2, it says this, The Lord is my strong defender. He is the one who has saved me. He is the God, and I will praise him. What's one situation that you are facing this week that you could change your position from being offended to standing upon a foundation of God being your defender? What's one situation, what's one battle maybe that, that you could change your position of offence to God being your defender? One disagreement maybe. Maybe it's a conversation you know you're going to have. I want you to know today that the word of God, this, the story of Daniel shows us that God is our defender. The second thing is how do we stand strong when there's no way out? Like, like we live knowing that God is our saviour. The three men said this, if we are, God is able to save us. Isaiah 12, 2 says, God is my saviour. I will trust in him and not be afraid for the Lord gives me power and strength. He is my saviour. A few weeks ago, uh, this uh, old car that we, we'd got, it wouldn't start. As old cars do, not like the flash went out the front. And this was an old one. And we were, we, were on a, we were about to go away and we come around the Bombay Hills there. We were come around that roundabout and it started to cough and splutter, and, which was great because we were nearly on the motorway and it just conked out just before we got onto the motorway. So we pulled over to the side and, and I'm a male so I can fix this. this is a, so a half an hour later it still wouldn't start. Uh, and... And it was kind of when it was getting late, it was dark, and, and this, this car wouldn't start. It was, I, I, I didn't know what to do. Uh, but then I, I remember that the, the previous week that I'd rung up that AA, that's Automobile Association, and, and got their top package of uh, roadside assistance or roadside rescue, I call it. Uh, and, and so I, I was able to just like, what am I going to do? I need help. I need rescue and I've got, I've got my beautiful wife and children there and, we're in the, and it's dark and it's cold and what are we going to do? We're stuck. And, and so I get on the phone and I ring up and it was just like I saw the tow truck, well, I had to get towed, uh, so I saw the tow truck coming around the roundabout and I thought, I'm saved. I'm being rescued by this AA tow truck to save me. He put me on the back of the truck and we took me home. I was rescued and the night was saved. There's times when we all need saving. There's, all, there's times when we all need rescuing. Whether it's the AA or any other kind of rescue, but the, the part of the rescue that we don't often realize sometimes is our spiritual rescue, that we need a saviour to save us. And, and the, 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 the hard thing about us as humanity is sometimes we don't believe or we don't think or we don't even know that we need saving. 
And, and, and Daniel kind of shows us, the, the three men kind of show us in this story that, that God is able to save us. He is able to save me and you. you. You are not too far gone. You are not too bad. You are not too messed up. You are not too far away from him that he can't reach you and save you. Here's the thing. Can, can I encourage you today? To, all we have to do is reach out to him, to ask him to save us, to, to rescue us, to be like the tow truck that's coming for us. Because there is a rescue package available to each one of us. If we trust in him, he will save you today. See, when you know and experience God as your savior, you can trust him that he will be there for you in the hard situations of life. Because he, there is another in the fire. He will never, ever leave you. God is a saviour. Ben, you guys could come quickly. That would be great. How, so the third thing, the third and final thing is just how do we stand? What do we learn from, from Daniel? How do we stand strong in private and in public? We live knowing that God is our sovereign king. The three men said this, but even if he does not, O king, we want to make it clear to you. There was some kind of uh, level of trust that these three, three men said that, God, God, you're our defender. God, you're our savior. But even if you choose not to, you are still my king. And, and I've kind of thought about that for us for our day-to-day lives. How much do we, do we say, do we pray, do we, do we expect God to do what we want? And if he doesn't, we kind of like go and stand in the corner and say, why didn't you? And I think, this, I think we live in a world today where God is, is, is building some sustenance into each one of us, some firm foundation into people's hearts and lives, where God, if, you are, if, you are, if I trust you as the sovereign king over all, even if you don't, I'm going to trust you anyway. Even if you don't, I will do what you're asking me to do. Even if you don't. See, if you were to look up the word sovereign uh, in the dictionary, you would, you would find words like this. It says uh, phrases like superior or the greatest, um, supreme in power and, and authority, the ruler and independent of all others in its definition. But, but I like to explain the sovereignty of God in, in my simple terms like this, that God is in control. See, God is in control of all things and he rules over all things. And that's the, the conflict in, in Daniel there where this, this King Nebuchadnezzar is, is saying, I, he is the sovereign. And these three young men in Daniel are saying, no, the God that we serve is the sovereign King above all. See, God is above all things and before all things. God created all things and holds all things together. God knows all things past, present and future. God can do all things and accomplish everything. See, only God can make those claims. And it's God's sovereignty that makes him superior to all other gods. See, you can stand strong when you know that God is sovereign. Daniel chapter 3, verse 24, our last scripture. It says this, But suddenly Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and he exclaimed to his advisors, Don't, Didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed. 
And the fourth looks like a God. Then Nebuchadnezzar come as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, he acknowledges God. Come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officials, officials, governors and advisors crowded around them and they saw that the fire had not touched them. Not even a hair on their head was singed and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. At home, we've got this old, this fireplace that I, I love to, just like one of those outside uh, clay fire box things. And I love it. I love, for, I love getting the wood out there and just outside, just sitting outside and having the fire going. But every time, the first 15 minutes, it smokes out the house and there's smoke everywhere. It, it, it's just, it just, no matter what I try with different wood or whatever, and some of you have done that by the sounds, which is great. And, but there's, there's no way, I, I haven't worked out how for the first 15 minutes how I can just get it burning clean. It's just smoke everywhere. It'll go in the house and it gets on you. And, and, and every time I, I come into the house, they, all the Denise and the kids would say, oh, you, you smell like smoke already. These three young men, lived in a cult, ungodly culture. Uh, they, were, they were sent, uh, had a death sentence upon them and the miraculous power of God was with them. He was with them in the fire and they come out of their worldly culture, not even smelling of smoke. The thing that was supposed to kill them or to harm them, they come out of it. They had victory through it, through Jesus Christ. And they didn't even smell like smoke. I think, I think this for you and for me that when we understand, when we know that God is our defender, when God is our, our Saviour, when we know and understand that God is our sovereign, sovereign King, we are able to stand strong and able to live life without smelling like smoke. Smoke free. I know that this week, some of you are gonna face some tough things. And you're going to face some hard situations that, that are going to make you angry, that are going to make you want to leave or quit. Or some situations you're just going to walk away offended. What would happen this week if you could remember these three things of God? That He's my defender, He's my saviour, and He's my sovereign King. That He is with you that there's another walking alongside of you in the week that you're facing. And that we can live standing strong against a culture that is almost like opposite to everything that you believe. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now? We're gonna close in a few minutes. But I, I just wanna pray right now, for, especially for people who are, who are you, you know, those situations, they're making you anxious already as you think about the week ahead. And, making you concerned or what am I going to do here? I'm just going to pray right now. And if that's you this morning, if you're saying, Daryl, I've got this things that are coming up this week and it's just unsettling. It's keeping me awake at night. And I could really do with another walking alongside me. So come on, if that's you, no one's looking around. And 
but I, I believe when I, when I do this, it's like, like a face to me, God, that's me. I, 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 would, I need your help, God. And so this morning, I'm, I'm gonna pray for everybody, but if that's you, uh, why don't you just slip your hand up and down and say, God, that, that's me. I, I need help this weekend. And I'm gonna pray for those hands that go up right now. So you lift your hand right now if that's you. It's like a face step being bold before God saying, that's me, I need the hand of God in my situation. So lift your hands now as I pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, for all of these hands, Lord God, I pray. Lord, would you be with them, oh God. I thank you that there is another, that picture of another in the fire that we face, oh God, that your very presence, your very person goes with us, Lord God. So Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, I speak strength into these body, mind and spirit, oh God. I speak the strength and the wisdom of God into these lives, oh God, that Father God, that You are their defender, that You are a Saviour, Lord God, that You are a sovereign King. And Father, we, I pray for these hands, Lord God, that we choose to stand strong this week, that we stand strong, Father God, in understanding and knowing that You are with us, just like you were with the three men in the furnace, oh God. So Lord, I praise you and I thank you. Lord, I, I speak victory over these lives in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. That's why every eye is closed and head is still bowed. Maybe you're here for the first time in church or you might say, Daryl, I don't even know who this Jesus is. Who is God? What is He all about? Well, can I say that that Easter just a few, a few weeks ago, that God sent His one and only Son, Jesus was His name. He sent Him to this earth to, to, to live a life that, uh, of, for us. And, and His plan was that Jesus, He would go to a cross because, and He went to that cross because He would take your sin and your, your stuff, the, the stuff that causes separation between us and a relationship with God. Jesus Christ was like the sacrifice for us, for me and you, that we didn't have to pay that debt, that He took it upon Himself. So Jesus took your stuff and He, he died on a cross and He rose again three days later, miraculous, breaking the power over sin and giving you freedom and hope for the rest of your life and an assurance of being with Him. No boundaries. So this morning, I, I, I wanna say that God has got enough grace for you with, with your stuff, with your journey. And so this morning, I'm gonna say, if you, if you would like to say yes to Jesus, all I'm gonna do is ask you to, oh, and I'm gonna count to three. If you lift your hand on three, I'm gonna pray a real simple prayer. So just repeat this prayer if that's you, silently in your heart after me. Pray this, pray, dear God, today I choose to follow you. I give you my life. Forgive me for my sin. I repent before you right now. Today I choose to follow you all of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna to count to three right now, wave every eyes closed. So if you said yes to Jesus, can I invite you to lift your hand right now? We're not gonna embarrass you, but we'd love to be able to get an information pack into your hands after the service. So be bold, be brave. One, two, three. Lift your hand.